What is up, people? Thanks for tuning into this episode of OTR Frankie. In this one, I chat with Remington Leith Krop, lead singer of Canadian-American rock band Palais Royale. Remington started the band back in 2008 with his two brothers, Sebastian and Emerson. Since then, the band has been on the road practically non-stop, initially playing anywhere they could to touring with the likes of Anta Shikari, Rob Zombie, and Marilyn Manson. 2020 had been a pretty busy year for the band, with their latest album The Bastards releasing in May and being nominated for a Juno for Breakthrough Artist of the Year. Remington and I chat about the new album, dive a little deeper into some of the songs, and go over some questions from fans on the R Palais Royale subreddit. I hope you enjoy! So I know over the last four years you guys have done over 700 concerts, you are definitely a touring band. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> so all of this must have been a huge shock to the system because you're going from being super busy to not being allowed to do anything. Yeah, um, it, it definitely, um, it was definitely um, a very different situation for us, you know, because we're obviously like the, the road technically really is my home. Mm-hmm. So the, the stage is kind of like my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so it's definitely being a different vibe, but it's, you know, it's given us the time to, you know, you know, actually like, you know, see, see our mom, you know, for the first time in a, a little bit, you know, right. and, uh, and then also just like start working on the more music for, for everybody. So, you know, that's what we're, we're excited about being home for that, that aspect of things. Cool. So you're making the best of it. That's good. Yeah. Uh, any new, any new hobbies? I know like baking bread is something uh, a lot of people are <laughs> doing and stuff like that. Um, new hobbies. Um, I'm becoming very handy around the house. I'm building some really strange things and I'm just like, I'm becoming very handy with a hammer and nail. So. Oh, cool. What kind of stuff are you building? Actually, I was working on something called, it's like a pergola. It's like a canopy thing. Cool. So, yeah, putting that up a couple days ago, that was uh, was definitely the first time. I definitely got extremely frustrated trying to (laughs) to put it up. So, I'm trying to work on it for six months, and I finally had the time. Oh, wicked. That's great. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, what about, like, uh, Netflix? Are you binging any shows or anything like that? Any movies? Yeah, so... um, I've just been watching like so I had like a national treasure marathon and then <laughs> and then uh, Da Vinci Code last night. So yeah, I'm just I'm all about the movies. Cool man, cool cool. Um, has uh, has the quarantine like affected your creativity or songwriting in like a positive or negative way, or is it kind of like the same now? Or it's it's it has been good because like I've been like um, playing a lot more of uh, piano because I I've been playing piano since I've been a kid. Cool. So I've been like writing a lot more on piano because, you know, we're on usually on the road. Like I don't really have, there's not many pianos around. There's just maybe just like, like, um, just like a sink, um, just like, like a little synth, um, but, or just like a guitar around. So this is the first time I'm like writing on piano. So I'm really happy about that. Oh, cool. That's great. Um, well, yeah, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the new album. Uh, so the bastards released on uh, May 29th. Um, I was just wondering what, uh, what was, what was different, uh, in the making of this album? What were like, uh, were you guys working with new producers or? Uh, it was, it was the same producer. I just, um, we, we definitely started using, you know, all the work that we've been doing over the past four years. Cause boom, boom, room side A and side B, those songs have been written for maybe five years. So mm-hmm. it's, this is kind of like, 
I felt like, you know, that was kind of like our high school stuff. And this is kind of like our college stuff, you know, so we just wanted to take it one step further. Right, right. And, you know, it was just different, especially, you know, lyrically. Um, this was like the first time, you know, we didn't really like dance around anything. We just kind of like were completely honest with, with ourselves, which was like the most important through the music. And, you know, just telling our story and kind of all the shit that we've gone through. And that was the first time we really opened up like that. And it was definitely a frightening experience because, you know, you know, you have you're letting yourself open to be judged. But um, I think that's where the best music and most honest lyrics come from is from complete honesty. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally, I totally get that. Uh, what, uh, so I know you guys mentioned that you all had hands in writing all well, the music overall, but I, I think every, everyone wrote a couple of songs specifically on the album. Which ones did you write? Um, uh, the ones that I really had a foot in was um, Tonight is a Night I Die, Redeemer, Black Sheep, uh, Lonely, and then and then Nightmares. Cool. Uh, and which is your which is your favorite off the album? If you had to pick one song that you're like, this is this is the one I'm most proud of. Definitely, definitely Redeemer. That's definitely yeah. my most proud. Yeah, that's Wait, I'm, yeah. I'm I love that song too. Yeah, I'm extremely proud. That was uh, it was definitely like tough to get through. Um, yeah, it was definitely, um, it was, it was tough recording cause you know, we wanted to go so many different directions. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a couple arguments in the band about what direction we wanted to take the song, but I knew that we had to like, I really wanted it to be very, very cinematic, almost, um, you know, big orchestral, you know, kind of like larger than life type of, you know, recording. That's what I really wanted out of the song. Cool. Um, what, uh, tell me about, well, I had an interesting conversation with uh, the last band that I, uh, or one of the last bands that I interviewed, and just talking about how they had also just finished an album. They were on their, uh, the, the, these guys were a bit smaller, so their North American tour, but you guys were on a world tour, and yeah. suddenly everything comes to a crashing stop. Was it like, were you guys like freaked out and like, shit, we got to get home ASAP? Like, what was that like? Yeah, there was, um, you know, I think we were in that moment where Trump literally said he's stopping all flights coming into the United States. I think it was like at Friday at midnight. And, you know, that we were in, I think, like Budapest, maybe on like Thursday. And that's when we heard about it. And so we're like, holy shit, we got to get on a flight back. And then he was not very specific in his address. He didn't say like U.S. citizens can come in anytime. So, right. We didn't really figure that out until we landed <laughs> um, and canceled the tour already. So we were kind of upset about that. Um, but, you know, safety first for, you know, everyone is attending the shows. So, you know, we were super bummed, but we're just so grateful. We got at least to do most of the European leg of the tour. Right. Um, sorry, I just wanted to jump back to uh, Redeemer. You said it was Redeemer, right? That was the, the one that you're... Uh... Most proud, Most proud of? of, yeah. Cool. Well, why don't we just because you brought that one up, um, let's dissect it a little bit. So tell me, tell me what the song's about. Like the well, the song, I was in, um, I was in Paris about, I think, two thousand seventeen with uh, with Emerson, and you know, one of my good friends, uh, Lil Peep, he he, he passed, mm -hmm. he died, and we figured uh, we we got the news when I was in Paris. And so I wrote that song for him. 
Okay. Yeah, so it was just, uh, it was kind of like, his death really, like, it kind of, it really did take a toll on, you know, me and Emerson, because, you know, he was, he just turned 21, and he had so much fucking talent, and yeah, it was just so heartbreaking to see someone, um, you know, it was, it was so much fucking potential, just like, you know, just, you know, be gone, and so it, it really, it really broke my heart, um, and so, yeah, we were in Paris, and me and Emerson were just drinking a bunch of absinthe, and then uh, we wrote that song for him. Right. And why Why did you want it? Uh, is it, is this why you wanted it to be like a bigger orchest- orchestral kind of uh, sound to it, just because it had such a deep, deep connection to you? Yeah, I definitely, I just wanted it to be, I just wanted people to really focus on the lyrics, you know, really, you really like listen to what I'm saying instead of being distracted by like a huge band aspect of things. You know, that's why even in the first verse, it's very, it's, it's, it's mainly just vocals in there with just like some undertones, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can really listen to the lyrics and really get into, you know, what, what I'm saying. Right. Right. Um, well, I, I also know that, um, you guys got nominated for a Juno uh, for, excuse me, it's a Breakthrough Group of the Year. Uh, obviously, the yeah. Juno didn't happen. But, uh, yeah. So, how, tell me about that. How did that feel? Like getting like kind of like something from back home, getting some recognition. That that definitely, you know, we've been we've been dreaming of that since you know we've been kids. You know, yeah. so that was that was like fucking huge honor. But it's it's been a great fucking year, even though all this bullshit you know, what's going on in the world today. It's been a good year for us, weirdly, because mm-hmm. even in, like, Canada, we got the uh, the number one rock record over there and number yep. one alternative record, I think. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a huge year. And so uh, I know the Junos are in, like, six days, I think. Mm-hmm. So that gets announced. So, you know, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm hoping we get it. Yeah, man, that'd be that'd be awesome, honestly. Um, and just, just tell me, where, where did you guys grow up in Canada? Well, my parents grew up in uh, in Toronto. Okay. And then they had Sebastian in uh, Toronto, and then right before I was born, they uh, they moved to Vegas. Gotcha. And why Vegas? Yeah, but yeah. So I grew up in Vegas uh, pretty much my whole life. But you know, we constantly went back to um, we went back to Canada. You know, just go see family and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And are most people still in? Uh, like, is family still based in Toronto or around Toronto? Oh yeah, all the cousins, aunts, uncles, everyone's still over there. Cool, cool. And then I know you guys got your name from. Uh, it's it's funny actually. The Palais Royal is probably a five minute walk from where I'm sitting right now. It's. <laughs> oh no way! Yeah, when yeah. I read that, I was like, no way! That's crazy. So that's uh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, why why did you guys decide on on this? I know that's where your grandparents met, but is there a, a deeper story behind that? Well, um, yeah, it's definitely you know it's where the, the grandparents met, and um, you know I think that was just so important, you know, because the band is just the three brothers, and you know we wanted to you know ensure that you know it kind of it always stays family i guess in a weird way and you know we you know we're nothing you know without our family so it's just us three forever so we just wanted to ensure that instead of giving it you know another name we wanted something that really holds you know us us together as brothers you know right oh that's lovely that's such a nice message um yeah so you 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 
guys formed as the band back in 2008, um, from what I could find. But I'm sure you, you've been making music kind of like all your lives growing up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Music has been a part of my 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 life. It's been my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't really imagine doing anything else with it. Um, so I was definitely, it was, um, I started piano when I was about two years old. And then um, our mom said to us when I was about like, 10 they're like okay you guys can choose another instrument and i went straight to drums and i was like yes i want to play the drums and emerson's he's like oh no emerson already said he wants to play the drums i'm like okay i'll do guitar mm-hmm. and smash is like oh no i already already picked guitar i'm like oh fuck <laughs> i'm like i really i did not want to be a singer at all so i'm an extremely shy person and so that was that was kind of like my worst fear was being in front of a, a group of people and then uh you know, the first couple shows were definitely uh, extremely hard on me, you know, right. just trying to get out of my shell. But um, I'm so glad I did it, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I couldn't imagine my life without, you know, singing and creating. It's my, it's my favorite thing to do. And honestly, I kind of like being the center of attention now. I'm, I'm just like a narcissist now. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of molded you into who you are today. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, how did you, how did you overcome that, that fear of singing in front of people? I mean, that's not like, I can't even do karaoke. Oh, oh, trust me. It was, it was definitely, (laughs) I think it was my first like piano recital or something. You know, it was like my first time having this thing. I think it was like in tears for like, I was only 10 or 11 at the time. Right. Uh, But I was just in tears. I was so scared to be in front of people because, you know, I thought everyone was going to judge me and, you know, that's. That was just a huge fear of mine, you know, just being judged. And uh, it definitely took so much practice. I, I don't think I got comfortable in my own skin probably until I was like 20, right. 21. Maybe. So, yeah, it took, it took like a decade. Yeah. I got cool. Um, do you think that uh, do you think that with you guys being being brothers, that's got to be a very like an even more special connection than most bands have just because. I'm sure the honesty level and just, you know, you guys can like cut through the shit right away. If you're not liking something someone's doing, you just go ahead and say it. Uh, do you think that's like really helped form what you guys have become? Oh yeah. We do not care about each other's feelings. We, it's something <laughs> we do not like, we will tell them immediately. We are just so rude to each other, but it cuts out all the bullshit. So it works. Right. That's cool. Um, so I know, you know, over the years you've had, the opportunity to tour with so many people, you know, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, and to Shikari to uh, name a few. Who was the most fun to tour with? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I love touring with Manson. That was that was so much fun. We we became friends on the tour, so just hanging out with him every night that was that was definitely the coolest thing. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I watched him growing up on yeah. fucking MTV. And it was definitely like the most wild thing, you know, just hanging out with him every night, just, you know, having a couple drinks and then just him just telling me like craziest stories and just, yeah, just, just hanging with him. He's a, he's, he's a great guy. Cool. Yeah, that definitely comes through. I could totally tell from any interview he's been and I'm just like, he just seems so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. definitely, a, and he's a fucking sweetheart. I love him. Um, so being, being a band that tours so much, uh, I would imagine you guys have figured out really cool and well, good ways to kill the time when, when you're on the road. What's, uh, what's some of the stuff that you guys do? 
um, on the road. Um, yeah, we do get like sometimes, but um, yeah, mostly we're so busy on the road. Like it, we literally have like six, seven hour days. Um, just, you know, from VIPs to then the meet and greets and then sound check the show. And then trying not to drink too much after the show. <laughs> um, but we usually fill our time, you know, just trying to uh, just trying to write as much as we can. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we take the sound checks for like maybe like an hour or two a day just trying to write new music. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we definitely try to take advantage of it. That's cool. Um, all right. And then uh, what's... I'm going to get to a, a segment that I've kind of created just because uh, I actually get a lot of my uh, more like in-depth questions off Reddit um, just because every band has a subreddit and your fans gave me a lot of good questions. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, so last question uh, from me is uh, who's uh, name some of like the most recent artists or bands you've discovered? Most recent? Um <laughs> Oh, I love, I love Bishop Briggs. She's yes. just fucking amazing. Um, yeah, huge fan of her music. You know, we've been, we've been talking, you know, possibly maybe doing a song together. So, oh, that'd be exciting. So, yeah, so I definitely a huge fan of her. Um, he's, he's a little outrageous, but his music is fucking unbelievable. I'm just a huge fan of Oliver Tree. Yes. Oh, I love Oliver Tree. <laughs> Oliver Tree. I fucking love everything he's doing. He's just, oh, he's so funny and he's so amazing. The fucking, he just puts out some bangers. I love oh, it. man. And his music videos, they kill me every time. The latest one where he has the nutsack on his, on his chin. Uh, it was just so outrageous, <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? I, I wouldn't expect anything less than that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's so Oliver Tree. That's so funny. Cool. All right, Remington, we're getting into the Reddit ass section. So... Uh, these are in no order at all. Uh, I'm also going to probably bastardize most of these uh, usernames, but this one's from uh, Zesty5724. Uh, what's the scariest thing to ever happen on tour? Scariest thing to ever happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely when we were first uh, when we were first starting out, um, we just we just moved out of our mom's car you know, to touring. And then mm-hmm. we found, we found this broken down airport shuttle bus. It had like 400,000 miles on it or something. <laughs> um, so it was definitely, definitely on the last leg of its life. So we were driving to Texas and during that, you know, the whole car catches on fire while we're on, <laughs> on the freeway. So that was scary. <laughs> no, and then we stopped in a, a, a gas station and then, so me and Emerson are sleeping in the back. Everybody goes out and gets snacks. And the parking brake breaks off. And then we start rolling through like four lanes of traffic. Oh like unknowingly, God. we're about to hit another gas station across the street. And luckily I woke up in time right before we slammed at the convenience store. So that was, luckily we didn't get hit rolling through the lanes of traffic. I, I have no idea how. Could have easily gotten hit by a semi. Wow. And then to top it off on that same tour, you know, we were just like taking a left-hand turn and then we just see one of our tires just completely fly down the road and we're like, is that our tire? And then we're like, well, in a little bit and then the whole car just crashes over and we're just like, okay, that's it for the shuttle bus. Yeah, I guess we're getting back in mom's car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Uh, All right, so this one comes from Void747. Uh, What... 
what were the crowds like headlining your own shows versus opening for, say, Marilyn Manson or Rob Zombie? Oh, it's definitely it's definitely different, you know. Um, you know, we're playing, you know, I think it was like twenty thousand people every night with Manson and Zombie, and then you know we jumped to, you know, it's still great. We're doing like two thousand people just on our own, but just everyone's singing the song. It's just like you know, I. I guess sometimes I can't even hear because of how loud the screams are. Oh, and it's God. just it's just the greatest fucking energy in the world. Oh, that must be such an incredible feeling. I like I know it's, being like part of a crowd when that happens is awesome. So just being up there and hearing that. Oh, it's 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 like there's sometimes you know well you know we're three grown men at this point. Obviously you know regardless we will wear wear makeup and fancy clothes, but you know it brought us the fucking tears. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple uh, times we were singing, like, just dying in a hot tub, and the, the whole crowd is just singing back the, one of the, the bridge to us. And I just, we all just look at each other and just, we just start fucking just tearing up. And it was it was one of the most emotional things. Um, so, yeah, it's been happening a lot. It's been crazy. Oh, congratulations, man. That's an, an amazing milestone and feeling to have. That's great. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, so this one comes from Leaf one um, Any insight on deeper meaning behind either the songs or the album in general is one thing I'm interested in. Um, I say again? So I guess, I guess he's just asking for, or they are asking for uh, just a deeper insight behind the album or uh, any one of the songs. I guess we went into that with, uh, with Redeemer, but maybe the album as a whole? Yeah, the album as a whole was kind of, a, it's a concept record. Um, based off of a comic book but we've had these these songs kind of prepared in our minds for a long time so we've been like our songs kind of like leading to this record for the past six years mm-hmm. so you'll be hearing like some words used and everything so that was oh sorry Remington I think I lost you Hi, Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, you you cut out. You cut out there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I got that. It, things are based on a comic book, and then uh, then you started cutting out. Oh yeah. So things are based off the comic book, and then you know, kind of just going back and forth. Um, you know, we've been dropping like little Easter egg hunts through the past six years of our work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what comic book? So the comic books, um, we just dropped 14 pages of the uh, the, the first act. And then the, cool. the rest of the comic should be coming out, I think, in a couple months. And so when you read the comic with while listening to the record, everything kind of adds up and makes sense, like certain songs. Very cool. Very cool. I like that a lot. That's awesome. Um, cool. All right. I got three more for you if we, uh, if we still got time. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, so this one's from Drox. Any tips for meeting people you look up to? And then in brackets, tips if, say, we were to meet you at a meet and greet. Uh, Tips, um, you know, I'm not very good when when meeting people because I get, you know, I fangirl over, you know, a certain (laughs) amount of people as well. So, um, yeah, I I remember, you know, going backstage because I I went with uh, Francis Bean Cobain Okay. To the uh, the My Camera Union show. Wow. And so she she took me there, and I'm like, obviously a huge Nirvana fan, number yeah. one. Yeah. And um, 
and then in my camp as well. So that was definitely uh, one of the craziest nights of my life. And she's like, you want to go backstage? And I was like, okay. And then so I go have a conversation with Mikey for like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, I'm just trying not to like internally freak out. Yeah. So it was definitely, uh, I, I, I just did not have any words at that point. So that was definitely, uh, definitely a crazy moment. Did, do you think so you, uh, it, you did okay? <laughs> I, I hope I did okay. Well, he, he uh, we like uh, exchanged like numbers over Instagram. So now we're texting. So that's, it's, that was definitely good. Oh, cool. Okay, good, good. All right. Yeah, so, so, uh, did, so what I didn't what freak him out too did? much. So it's, um, stay calm. I tried not to scream. It was really difficult, but I tried not to scream. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've uh, I've definitely through this have had that moment when I got to, I got to interview Dennis, the lead singer of Refused, which is like oh, a yeah. band that I grew up listening to, and I was I was like in their tour bus doing this interview and just trying. I'm just like, just don't say something stupid. Don't make yourself like, <laughs> please don't embarrass us. Don't don't embarrass us, Frank. And I think I did okay. <laughs> like it's uh, but it's definitely it's so nerve wracking meeting someone that you look up to, and every time coming out of it, I, I'm always just like, oh, they're just a person. They're just a yeah, person yeah, at exactly. the end of the day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's definitely, if I ever meet, you know, Mick Jagger, then uh, I think I'll just, you know, just completely lose it. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be tongue-tied for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. This one comes from Nico the Alien. Uh, would you rather fight 10 chicken-sized horses or a horse-sized chicken? Horse-sized chicken. <laughs> and why? I honestly have no idea. It just it just seems better. <laughs> I, uh, I I feel that I feel that. Okay, and then the last one here is uh, from your average loner. This one's more of a statement. Um, so uh, they just say, uh, "Tell them I love them so much, and that they've helped me get through a lot, uh, especially lonely, which I relate to." Uh, also, ask them what they think. Uh, wait, what, what is he saying here? Also ask them what they think about how the songs, uh, when, when people tell them the songs helped, uh, helped save their lives. Yeah, that's, um, you know, whenever I hear that, it's definitely, it's definitely an emotional thing. Cause like, you know, um, so I think that was, that was the biggest thing for, for us as a band for this record, you know, was just, just to be completely honest and, you know, talk about all the shit that we've gone through in our lives. Mm -hmm. So it could, you know, we could help, you know, all these kids going through something similar going, oh shit, you know, they went through the same things that I did. And, you know, I think it, it, it can get better. You know, you can get past your own, your own past really. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it definitely is, it was definitely tough to like put it out into the world, but you know, I think it's going to be for the, for better. And if I can help a couple people out, you know, I think that's, that's the greatest feeling in the world. And I think I would have done my job. Right. Great answer. Um, all right, let me see. I think that's it for the Reddit part. Um, and I think that's it for me, Remington. Awesome, hey. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have a good one, man. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Cheers. Bye. All right, bye.